Greetings and welcome to the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. Podcast episodes are available on VHHA.com and on popular podcast hosting apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many others. Episodes of the podcast also air each Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, and 820 AM across Central Virginia. Please send any questions, comments, or feedback to PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. Again, that's PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. And since 2021 is an election year in Virginia, we're doing a special podcast spinoff series. We've invited every declared statewide candidate for the offices of governor, lieutenant governor, and attorney general to participate and speak with healthcare voters about their campaign and ideas. Today, we are pleased to be joined by Delegate Glenn Davis, a Republican who represents Virginia Beach in the House of Delegates and who is a candidate for lieutenant governor. Delegate Davis previously served on Virginia Beach City Council and outside of politics uh, is an entrepreneur and experienced business leader. So with that brief introduction, welcome to the program, Delegate Davis. Uh, Thank you, Julian. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. So we just provided a brief bio sketch, but I imagine that only scratches the surface. So Delegate Davis, please feel free to add anything else you'd like listeners to know about your qualifications and also make your pitch for why you consider yourself the best candidate among the contenders for the Republican nomination for lieutenant governor. Sure. No, I appreciate it. I got my start in uh, actually local government. I spent five years on the Virginia Beach City Council before having the honor of being elected to the 83rd uh, House of Delegates District, which is the center of Virginia Beach. And I've served there for eight years. I think as importantly, if not more so, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a problem solver. It's what I enjoy doing in the House of Delegates and, you know, back in city council. I look at those positions the same way I've always looked at running a company. You know, how can you get in there and solve challenges or or help create opportunities for others across the Commonwealth. In healthcare, obviously today we face a lot of challenges as we have in the past. My focus has always been how do we create the lowest cost health access, healthcare access for Virginians in a very efficient manner and also have a, a good balance. So a couple of the pieces of legislation that I'm, you know, been very proud of is the step therapy bill that came through that stopped insurance companies from being able to act as your doctor and dictate what procedures or or treatments you need to go through before you can actually do what your doctor actually recommended to begin with. Last year, the bill that I wrote the year prior passed, which was to get rid of prior authorization when uh, mental health medications were being prescribed for those with mental health challenges. Obviously, very important to have those have quick access to healthcare when it comes to facing mental health challenges. And then I think, uh, you know, big push I've seen on telemed. I'm a tech guy by trade. And I think technology and more use of it and that innovation will definitely help drive down costs and bring about quicker and probably more efficient access. Hi, I'm Catherine Gilley, VHHA Director of Advocacy Engagement. They say there's an election every year in Virginia, and 2021 is no exception. In November, voters will choose Virginia's next governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, as well as district representatives for all 100 seats in the House of Delegates. Before that, though, there are party nominating contests this spring. On May 8th, Republicans will hold an unassembled convention with voting locations across the state to elect nominees for the three statewide offices. Participating in the process requires people to apply to be convention delegates with their local GOP unit. Delegates will cast ranked choice ballots to determine the nominees. Then one month later, on June 8th, voters will select Democratic nominees for statewide offices in a primary election open to all registered voters. That same day, voters from both parties will determine nominees in House of Delegates district races with intra-party contests. Visit the Virginia Department of Elections website to learn more about upcoming elections. And with those important elections on the calendar, your contribution to HOSPAC, VHHA's Political Action Committee, is more important than ever to support candidates who will work to improve healthcare in Virginia and support the critical work of hospitals and health systems. Any contribution, small or large, helps. 
please visit vahospack.com to contribute. That's V-A-H-O-S-P-A-C.com to contribute. Thanks. Well, I thank you for sharing uh, that insight and for going through uh, some of the legislative accomplishments you've had on the healthcare front. And that's actually a great segue to the next question. You mentioned your work on legislation uh, for step therapy, for prior authorization, and focusing on uh, telehealth and virtual visits, which has uh, grown in popularity during the pandemic uh, in the era of social distancing. And so with that, as you know, the Commonwealth has made great strides on improving healthcare access and affordability in recent years with coverage expansion, with legislation ending surprise medical bills, the recent approval of a reinsurance program to lower rising premiums for Virginians, policies and actions to respond to the COVID pandemic and more. So looking ahead, if elected lieutenant governor, how would you seek to leverage the authority of that office, Delegate Davis, to further advance the health care system in Virginia? Well, I think there's a couple things that are in play. One is to continue the increased use and authorization of telemed. I think that is something that not only helps those that need quick access to health insight and and the doctor's appointment, uh, but also helps those in some of the underserved communities have access where it might not be as readily available, especially with certain specialists as it is today, maybe some of the more urban areas. So I think that's still a very important part of the equation. The second thing is continuing to look at PBMs in the Commonwealth of Virginia and look at the cost structure with regards to the uh, prescription drugs and, and how PBMs are, you know, kind of in the middle of that and how we might be able to continue to drive down costs for the end consumer without being unfair to insurance companies and uh, to the PBMs, but actually, you know, at the same time, making sure that there's a, a fair balance there. And I think those are two huge pieces of the equation. And then lastly is to help drive down costs for health insurance for all Virginians through competition. Uh, you know, we've seen a bill come through before, actually, uh, from a Republican patron and then a Democrat patron, and, and the governor's vetoed both of them. And that's a bill that would allow associations to be able to kind of create their own group policies. So let's say the chamber has a group policy, and small businesses can join that group policy, hopefully to drive down costs for their employees. So there's a lot of things I think competition can solve. I'd also like to see a compact of states that have started to allow sales of health insurance across state lines. I think that that actually does drive down costs. You know, I know there's some reports out there that say that someone across a state line might not have economies of scale. And while I might agree with that, once you start selling across, let's say, 10 state lines, 15 state lines, there becomes a tremendous economies of scale uh, and, and potentially even new innovation in the industry that would occur. So I think those are a number of things that I think would need to, need to occur. You make some some very strong points about uh, the continued work to lower health insurance premiums, which uh, continue to go upwards uh, and and have been a big driver in increasing health care costs. Similarly, uh, with prescription drug prices, as you mentioned, and just for the benefit of our listeners, many folks will know what a PBM is, but some will not. So that's just a pharmacy benefit manager. So folks know what that term means. And with that, Delegate Davis, since we're talking about you and your candidacy for lieutenant governor, what website or social media accounts would you direct people to to learn more about you and, and your campaign and to get involved. Our listeners should know that the Republican nomination process is being held May 8th this year uh, in an unassembled convention. There will be locations around the Commonwealth and people who want to be delegates for that convention need to register with their local Republican Party unit, whether you're your city committee, your county committee, etc. So if people want to know more about you, Delegate Davis, where would you direct them online to find out more? Sure. So our website is davis4lg.com. They can go there. They can uh, find out more about our campaign, about myself, 
All of our contact information is there, as well as 1,000 grassroots local elected officials, state officials, and activists that have endorsed our campaign and love to have everyone else sign on. Like you said, our Republican nomination contest is May 8th. There are about 37 voting locations around the Commonwealth, but they do need to sign up to be a delegate to vote first as a drive-through uh, vote, basically at one of those 37 locations, and they can do that by contacting their local uh, Republican Party office or reach out to our campaign and we can help direct them. Okay, well, thank you for that information. And to close out the podcast, sir, here's a fun personal question that we ask all of our guests, and it's this. Delegate Davis, if you were stranded on a deserted island, what one book, one album, and one movie would you take with you to keep yourself company? We will spot you a copy of the religious text of your choice. So other than that, what are your three entertainment survival kit picks? Okay, so one book, one album. And one movie. And oh, one movie, okay. So the movie, probably the easiest one, Secret of My Success with Michael J. Fox. Listen to what he says, then do what he does. Right. Stay out of my way. Don't use a stamp machine for personal letters and take off that stupid-looking tie. It looks like you shot your couch. You got any questions? Yeah, what do I call you? You call me God. You got a problem, boss? I'm your man. Show the college puke the ropes and keep them out of my face. His name is Brantley. <laughs> love that movie. I tend not to watch movies over and over again, but that one I do. That's an 80s uh, classic. I always love them. 80s classic. It's about the guy that starts in the mailroom and kind of through some very uh, unconventional means works his way up the ladder. So I've always loved that movie. The one book, um, boy, probably, at, at, boy, that, that's a tough one. Um, it would probably have to be one of Dave Barry's books or one of Carl Heisen's books. I, I don't necessarily have a favorite. The Probably for Dave Barry, and it's hard to find now, but I believe it's uh, the history of the United States, and it's kind of a, a spoof on the history of the United States. So that would be the books and probably a toss-up. The one album, ooh, boy, uh, probably probably an Eminem. Uh, I've, uh, I'm a huge Eminem fan, so it would probably be one of his, probably the original Slim Shady LP. Uh, that started it all. So his first two albums are really, really strong. I lost some interest, you know, as he got deeper into his career. I thought he got a little more uh, melodramatic and whiny, but those first two albums are really, really good. That's true. And, and Eight Mile, you know, the the whole soundtrack for Eight Mile was great. Well, listen. After we had that conversation, that's going to bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so that you know when new episodes are available. We want to once again thank our guest, Delegate Glenn Davis of Virginia Beach, who is a Republican candidate for Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, for joining us today. So thank you, sir. Julian, thanks for having me.